Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, January 23rd, we're back. It's National Pie Day. Now, I thought Pie Day was like famously March 14th. That's what I thought, right? 3.14. Yeah. But I guess this is different. I guess Pie Day, there's like a numbers pie and then there's a real pie, I guess. Oh, because this is like exclusively for food pie. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I thought, I thought um, like pie, the number, and, and food pie were shared that date together. I thought so too. I guess not. I mean, is there a favorite pie you got on? Is there something that really sticks out to you? Um, I like pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is a good one. I think Owen's a big pie guy. I, <laughs> I do. Pie. I love. I love pie. Likewise, I feel like we've definitely had this conversation before because I remember that, and I remember saying I like apple pie and getting some hate. Well, Whoa. this did. I like apple. Yeah. Pie. I don't really hate on too many pies. I think Phil. Who's hating on apple pie? I think Phil did. I'm not really an apple pie guy. Maybe we we are replaying a conversation. (laughs) We've been around a long time now. We've done national days for a while. And then we talk about it for Thanksgiving too. So we talk about pie like three times a year. Maybe we're just a pie show. Yeah. The more you know. All about the pie, I guess. Um, We're back. We were using a new audio box today, so hopefully it sounds better. Yeah. That would be my hope, the one that we teased on the last show. And Owen's in a bit of a predicament right now. We got him for about 20 minutes, and then he's going to foul out. So any word on the situation here, like 8.15 on a Sunday? like what, 8.15-ish. Last yeah. minute notice. Um, nope. Okay. All right. Okay. No comment. Yeah. Is it basketball or? No, no. no I've, okay. Um. I'm actually going to go watch a show. Oh, okay. What show is it? Uh, it's called Last of Us. Oh, nice. So, so <laughs> you can watch that on. Not, 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 not by myself. I'm not. I'm not just gonna close mm, the computer. Okay. So I love yeah. on call Owen. Just gets a call. He's like a freaking attending doctor. Gets a call. He's like, yeah, I'm there in half an hour. <laughs> Give me the no, 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 no. This was to be fair. This is where I I, I maybe messed up because. I did know earlier, like quite a bit earlier. I oh. just, it didn't really. Oh, it didn't register. It didn't really. It didn't yeah, hit register. to like five minutes left in well, the fourth quarter. Well, I was quarter, like, the game's at like, 4.30. That's got to be done pretty soon. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be fine. Heat. So have you seen the first episode of The Last of Us? Because this isn't a movie. No. It's a, oh, okay. So you're just going in cold. Yeah. I don't know nothing about it. I know it's a video game show. It is the video game show. You might need to watch the first episode though, but then it, like that would involve you like speeding through it. So you might yeah. be in tough. But have you seen it, Phil? Yeah, I have. <laughs> is it good or yeah, very good? I really liked it, okay. but I think you're going to be in for a bit of a, a head spin on this one because it it takes some explaining. <laughs> first episode was about okay. ninety minutes, so you you don't really have the time to catch up. Okay. Well. Heat. Okay, I'm gonna have to like watch a primer or something before. Anyway, we're live after the Cowboys game. Is the, is the moral yeah. of the story? We've got Owen before he fouls out, so let's get to this Cowboys game. And it was probably the closest game, not the best divisional weekend ever. But yeah. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I just want to because Adam was, uh, was strangely silent during the final play. The McCarthy sketched up Zeke I mean. under center. I just wanted to know how Adam's holding up. <laughs> what a game! What a play! Really. I mean, I don't like. I didn't really care about that play because I don't think that had any impact on the game in general. Like, that's a zero point one percent chance to score with five seconds left from 
70 yards out. So it's more so of the rest of the game than I care about that final play. Like, I don't, you're just essentially trying to get lucky there. So, I mean, whatever. Well, what are your impressions of the game then? Uh, it was tough. It was, uh, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> All right. Like overall, <laughs> like we're going to need some more one, than it was tough. Four. Oh, uh, what do you want to know? Like I'm, uh, I'm a little <laughs> McCarthy, the team where your mistakes were. Yeah. Like uh, what do you defense. want to change? Like what, what's the autopsy on the season? Pretty happy with the season. It was a, it was a close game against a really good opponent. Um, I don't think Dak had his best game, but I don't think he played as bad as some people that I know are saying right now. Is this better or worse than last year? Uh, probably better. Probably better because last year we were, I don't think we were as big as um, underdogs last year. I'm pretty sure we were favored, right? And yeah. Um, yeah, and this is a really good defense. It's hard to do anything against them and they played well. So respects to the 49ers. Uh, but yeah, I'm not like, it's not as hard as last year, I'd say. Well, okay. Well, last year, I mean, the way you went out last year was a lot more sad than this year. I will say. Well, that's <laughs> like this year debate. was kind of. I don't think I thought that th- even th- like this was pretty sad too. I mean, last year we had like a chance of scoring on that drive. This drive was just kind of a, like you had thirty seconds from the five yard line with no timeout. Well, last year you can blame the ref for getting on big back, but <laughs> this back. one was just so bad because Zeke just like gets blown up in like point one seconds. Yeah, but did and you? Then Dak has to get the ball out really fast. <laughs> I didn't really get that. Did they have to put Zeke out of all people? They're like, no, we need every single I lineman. I think the on idea the side. you could put one lineman there just to block the one guy because it honestly could have afforded well, them more seconds. From what I saw, it looked like they just wanted to fake that they were going to throw a screen to the sides that the linemen were and hope that the middle of the field is open because like i said you're just trying to get lucky on that last play so yeah i mean that looked like the idea and it didn't work but i mean i don't think anyone expected them to score there what did you think of uh the way dak played overall yeah like i said i don't think he played good but i don't think i don't think it was his worst performance i think it's pretty expected playing against a good defense um well this is who he is one bad pick um yeah, I mean, it's it's like an average QB performance. He's not Mahomes. He's not Burrow. He's not, you know, one of those guys. So. He's not Danny Dimes. But, you know, that was a decent right. performance, right? Because Danny Dimes, what a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what a performance he put on. All I'm saying is you have a really good team. The Cowboys gained my respect this, this season, and particularly yeah. in this game, they kept it pretty close. But the thing is, like... I don't think you're going anywhere with Dak. And that's like the same situation we've mm-hmm. had the last couple of years. Where we've ended the season saying that. And I think you have a mm-hmm. talented team. And I don't think Mike McCarthy gets a lot of hate, you know, sometimes by me. But I still think he's not so bad. I think you're just going nowhere with this quarterback. I think you're at a dead I, end. I, I, I think that's, I I think that's kind of the problem with the Cowboys is the it's not so bad. It's not such a bad coach. It's not a, such a bad quarterback. It's not such a bad it's, team. Yeah, it's not that's a great. problem. I'd say it's a good quarterback. I know Owen might agree with me here yeah i actually i mean i want to defend dak a little bit because last week he was uh, like incredible uh and today i don't think he was the problem to me this was the classic elite beating good this is what this was the 49ers are the best team best roster in football with the with like a historically effective defense and i mean dak played as well as probably better than most other quarterbacks that played against the Niners all year so I don't really play this at Dak's feet. I, I mean, just think it's a better, a much better team. Leads um, the league in turnovers. I know, but to be fair, they're also going up against a Heat Dallas defense, and Brock Purdy's playing like his seventh career game. Yeah, and he and didn't he, play well either. 
Yeah. Know, but he came up with the win. So I think every year we're like <laughs> finding these excuses for Dak where it's like, well, really good team. It's like, you're in the playoffs. Like you're going to be playing good yeah. teams. I don't well, know yeah. what to tell you. He has a really good O-line. He has a pretty decent offense. Like, And then the defense was really, really good this year. I think he's got to start. It's about finding ways to win. It's not really like, I get what Owen's saying. I know the 49ers are an incredible team, but you can't just keep chalking up excuses. Like it's the I mean, playoffs. You're going to play good teams. I don't think he had a lot of help on offense today. It's like, it's basically him and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And that's it. That's true. Like, all are going out hurt. Yeah, it's just him and CeeDee Lamb. Like our second receiver is like T.Y. Hilton. O-line is pretty banged up and you run into Zeke every place. And I will also say like, what do you like? What do you do? Are you gonna like Derek Carr him? And, yeah, there's and just no tra- like <laughs> there's no other. You're option. not gonna find better than him in most drafts, in my opinion. I don't know if this draft, if if Bryce Young is even gonna be significantly better than Zach would be. I think Dak's a top, probably top ten quarterback. Yeah, uh, I just don't see like them winning a Super Bowl with Dak is the problem. Like maybe what I will say is maybe he could have better weapons around him. Yeah. But they, even with all, the better weapons, I don't think he's, he's also the guy who makes 40 million. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, like they couldn't keep Amari Cooper because they have Dak at 40 million. Yeah. Like they had more weapons for him at one time. It's honestly it's the Kirk cousins problem. Just like, obviously I'm not comparing him to Kirk cousins. He's way better than Kirk cousins, but I just feel like there's a big time ceiling with players like Kirk and, and Dak. Yeah, but I think this is this is kind of happening everywhere in the NFL because every team that's going far nowadays is just a quarterback on a cheap contract. Yeah, yeah. There hasn't been a team to win except for Mahomes. Mahomes is the only one. But Mahomes didn't win when he was on an expensive contract, not yet at least. Yeah, but he's been in the going to an AFC Championship game. Yeah, he's got as good of a chance as anybody. But Mahomes is Mahomes, so yeah, yeah. He justifies the whatever, however much he makes. He's the anomaly. Yeah, yeah. anomaly for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost wonder if there is something to that. Like the way the Niners have it where, I mean, they spread it out in the fourth quarter and it was Samuel, Kittle, uh, Ayuk, yeah. McCaffrey, and I think Mitchell. And they, like put five better guys out wide in the league than that. The yeah. quarterback's going to be able to make a play. So if you pay I a quarterback agree. not very much money and you have money to pay all these weapons around him, like I almost wonder if that's where you're going. But I think... The more I watch the 49ers, I think this is like the perfect blueprint for how to make a good, like a championship level football team is build your defense um, when you have high picks in the draft uh, and then pay those guys like they pay um, Fred Warner. I think he's the highest paid linebacker in, in the league, like pay your guys on defense, get weapons on offense and then scheme it in such a way that your quarterback really is, is you know, significantly less important than it is on any other team. And then you become impervious because the issue is like if you have a, a, you know, a team like like basically most teams in the NFL, if your quarterback has an off game, you're you're like your yeah. goose is cooked or if your quarterback gets hurt, your season's over. But with the Niners, it's like they, this is their th- third quarterback and they're still, you know, maybe not the favorite to win the title, but they're up there. And yeah, you can have guys go down on defense and they're still going to have, they're still going to be effective. I think it's just a much better way to run a football team. I mean, one of your steps there was to just scheme it so that your quarterback doesn't have a lot of impact. No, I know. But I mean, simplified. <laughs> not every yeah. team has Kyle Shanahan, right? So. Yeah. But that might be the model for some of these teams. Like get a play calling head coach, sort of go by that way. I mean, it's easier said than done. San Francisco, it's taken like five or six years to get to this version of the roster. And they really only got yeah. there because they got McCaffrey. So. I don't know. I mean, I think heading into next weekend, if you're asking me to pick sort of what's a better matchup, more interesting to me, I think they're both really good. But I think Eagles-Niners is going to be very interesting because the Eagles, I mean, 
the, I honestly get some vibes of the 2015 or 16 Panthers, whatever it was, where it's just a team full of guys, like full of pro bowlers, full of guys who are on all pro teams. They could just waltz through to the Super Bowl. Like that's something that could happen because I, I do see the holes with Purdy a little bit. Like I think he can be got. We certainly saw Dallas's defense have a decent game today. So to me, I think that's going to be a little more interesting of a matchup, but they're both very good. Would you say this is the best the like matchup of the best two rosters in the NFL top to bottom for sure I think so I think you'd have to say so because there's too many holes on on Kansas City um out wide I mean obviously Mahomes makes up for them but I think they probably got to be the two best rosters what matchup interest or which matchup are you more interested in well uh, for me I like I agree the the Eagles 49ers one's cool but I I don't know for some reason I like the Bengals Chiefs one just because the Chiefs are like what is this four or five straight AFC championships now so um, and then I'd be curious just to see how much, like how incredible Mahomes can be, even with the sprained ankle. Um, you know, Bengals yeah. are a bit injured too, so um, I just feel like that'd be I don't know. Two, I think they're both two really talented teams. I think they're playing some pretty good football. So um, even with the injuries, so I'd I'd kind of like that matchup too. They said on the broadcast, which was shocking to me, is that Kansas City's lost the last three games against the Bengals. Yeah. Like you kind of, if you walk it through in your head, it makes sense. But just hearing it as a stat was shocking. It is weird. It is weird. And yeah. then Mahomes tweeted like the clock emoji as soon as okay. the. Oh, good. Well, he's v- channeling his inner burrow. Oh. So, so oh. he tweeted that as soon as the Bengals won. And this is probably because we got, what, five or six minutes left with Owen. This yeah. is probably what we got to hit with him here. I think we all know the internet, it already started today. But for the next, I would say. 160 hours is going to be an unbearable place. There's yeah. going to be no hiding spot from the Joe oh. Burrow praise. I and mean, we went through from this last year from Snow Burrow. Um, we went through this last year, so we're a little battle tested now. But I mean, what's your game plan going into this week? And is there anything that really sticks out as a particular cringe that got you hard this uh, this fine Sunday? Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go as close to zero dark thirty as I can because i can't take the second cycle of this like even just being on twitter for the little bit it's just all graphics and quotes and clips and it's pretty brutal i think the worst to me what actually gave me like kind of a visceral like ang- response of anger and hatred was uh his his little um like interview at the end on the on the field where he goes jobs not finished jobs not finished credit to everybody jobs not finished like four times he said it um, like he Kobe. made it like, up. Okay. okay, Kobe. Yeah, like he made it up. Like I just think this whole Kobe, like everybody, there's a trend with people that are like kind of cringe in sports and then trying to be like Kobe, like recreating photos and recreating quotes. Uh, it's like the Venn diagram of like cringe and then like Kobe references is pretty, pretty yeah. much just, just like one It's basically just a full circle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. It just mirrors. Uh, I hated that. It made me really mad watching it. Yeah, I mean, he had some there's just been some unbelievable stuff like whatever his instagram post was was that was tough the snow burrow people acting like they came up with like a brand new like well joe snow snow Snow. burrow like look now they're just throwing whatever at this point and they're like it works (laughs) yo joe yeah they'll just do whatever they want i mean it's tough but tundra joe antarctica joe (laughs) glacier joe like it's just okay like a lot of things can go with joe sub-zero joe yeah (laughs) man i mean it's ugly out there the nfl photoshop with him with the glasses and the snow i mean i don't even want to get into it but i do have to give him some credit because i said this today the guy i hate the guy 
but the guy gets results. He he gets results. There's nothing no, nothing else I can say at this point. Last year, going into Tennessee, sacked nine times, wins the game. Eight-point dog in Arrowhead AFC Championship game, wins the game. Today, goes into Buffalo in the snow, wins the game. I can't poke holes in the guy's football resume because he's as close to a complete winner as we have in the league right now, in my opinion. And he's only been in the league for this long, but the guy gets results. He's down three linemen today. He blows out the bills. Nobody saw it coming. Like to me, I, I hate the guy. I'll be the first to say it, but I can't hate on him any longer on the field. I know Owen can, but I won't. No, you, you, I think you're careful with your words. You said he's the greatest like football winner. Is that what you said? Well, uh, Tom Brady does exist. You're right. But I'm talking about for the new, the new generation at this point, at this point. And I will agree with that. I think he, I think that's hard to argue, but I want to say to the game today, I mean, his, the Buffalo hadn't been held to that was almost half of what their lowest score total of the year was. So the defense was incredible. First of all, second of all, that offensive line was unbelievable. Like uh, Buffalo got almost no pre like very little pressure on Joe Burrow. The line was great, even with the three offensive line missing. Line oh, missing. It was it was you know they held up quite well. Uh, and then, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow. I will give him credit because he did make great throws when he had to, and he's got really good weapons around him. But the only <laughs> issue I have, he's like that was short and sweet. <laughs> the only issue I have is like I'm happy to give the Bengals and Joe Burrow credit. But what I don't like is when we say, oh, the, the, like, when we celebrate the Bengals doing well, and it's like, oh, that's like, all, it's Joe Burrow. Like, it's just Joe Burrow. Like, you could, you heard Tony, Tony Romo at the end of the broadcast. He could not talk enough about how well the defense played, how well the team is like, how well their schemes are, just how well they're coached. And I think that falls by the wayside when you talk just, oh, it's Joe Burrow, it's Joe Burrow. Like, yeah, he wins, but he's also on what I think we need to recognize as one of the best coached and best developed teams in the NFL. Yeah, he does have a great situation around him. Yeah. I just mean, like, it, it seems like the chips couldn't get more stacked against him sometimes in these games in terms of the situation of the game. Like, in Buffalo, in the snow, down three linemen. Like, it just doesn't matter what the stakes are when you put him against him. I know he has a great team around him, but, like, you, you, you would make an excuse for a lot of other quarterbacks if that was their situation. But do you think that offensive line played as if they were playing three backups? I heard something to the effect of, well, once you're down two, like, what's another? Like, you're down three, like, it's fine. What? Like, I heard something about that. I did think, I mean, he, he well, had time. You saw Vegas. Vegas put them at five and a half straight up just because of the, the two or three linemen. Yeah. They were like, yeah, they're underdogs. But how do you, I just want to ask, like, how do you think the offensive line played? <laughs> like, I, they were fine backups. to me. Like, but what do you agree I would agree. PFF? Yeah, like, let's give them an 100 rating. But I'm, Well, you're not going to ask them to play bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if the like, boys showed up, they showed up. I know, up. but I'm just Joe's saying fault. this isn't. It isn't like he was running behind. He was, like, throwing the ball behind me out there. Like, the, the line played well. They was, played yeah. really well. He didn't but, have Zeke at center. But you have the Tennessee <laughs> game, which is what, what we're talking about. Like, yeah, true. Tennessee I, game I do last year him, where he got That was incredible. Yeah. Like so the, what I, I I agree with Phil is like once again I'm not the biggest Joe Bro guy even though I'm kind of like you kind of are turning you getting swayed you kind of not gonna lie because the kid is you kind of like crazy. the outfits <laughs> yeah, okay. no I don't like any of the off field stuff the on field stuff is sick I got to be honest but uh it is it like is. the anything, video today was him spinning Did that was that? so cringe that was one of the things I wanted to bring up but we were already pummeling the guy so I didn't want to add that too but the like follow through where he like spins and he's like I'm so icy like I don't even have to look where this ball is going I'm like oh my god like here's the thing with the that field stuff sick like the, I think we're all agreeing that it is. I think as a podcast we might like we might we might I'm not saying for sure we might like Joe Burrow on on the field here's, yeah. here's what I can say 
I'm not a Joe Burrow with the X guy. I'm not a Joe Burr guy. I'm not a Joe Snow guy. But like, I'm a Joe Burrow, like, you know, Jay Burrow on the Joseph. stat sheet. I am. Joseph, I do yeah, whatever his full Joseph name is. Burrow, yeah. I appreciate. Joseph yeah. Burrow, NFL football player. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number nine. That's number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. That number nine guy Yeah, the number nine. We don't need to say his yeah. name. We'll just call him nine, dude. Like when he got the nameplate stripped off, except we're not filling yeah. in the nameplate. He's just nine. That's yeah. just our nickname for him, nine. I think that I works was going to say, do you think it's like it's tough to even say that, you know, there's too many top quarterbacks, but would you say it's Burrow and Mahomes probably? In my opinion, the best two. In my opinion, I said yes. Owen and we, and we can get to a Josh Allen debate later, but Uh-oh. Owen was still picking Herbert over. Over Burrow, which in my opinion no, you just no. can't do. I think that, that there's too much playoff sample size of Burrow's success to this point to pick M- Herbert over him at this time. They're close, but and the, the playoff rosters stuff aren't even that different. Edges, her, edges Burrow wow. over Herbert. What? Okay, so <laughs> first of all, to your point, Phil, you're yeah, the playoff resume is there, but you're comparing like it's like you're giving him ten questions and you're giving. Justin Herbert, one question. Whoever scores more hey, questions. Hey man, he right, lost to the Raiders the though last year. <laughs> that true. was not that was not a playoff game. Not a playoff game. Not a playoff no, game. It okay. basically was not a playoff game. First of all, so yeah, I, like you're. It's not a fair fight if we're talking about playoff success. And to the Joe, like it's not like Justin Herbert was terrible. Like yeah, I get, I get that he, you know, they lost the game, but he scored thirty points, and I get the defense helped out in the first half and like give him good, gave him good field position, but he didn't play poorly. I, th- I no, no, I will say I think they're close. I think they're wherever they are. It's one and the other. I think Raw. I'll say that. Brave of you to admit that Burrow and Herbert yeah. are pretty close in uh, value to their teams. <laughs> I like it, dude. Well, it's eight fifteen, so enjoy the Last of Us, dude. Enjoy episode two. Okay, okay. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be back to talk yeah. to the people later this week. See you, dude. Okay, bye. All right, we lost Owen, but we're back for the second half mm-hmm. here. The second mm-hmm. half, out of the locker room. I think we could talk about that video, to be honest, that you alluded to, the spinning video. Okay. We can we can do it real quick, because everybody knows what we're talking mm-hmm. about. It was literally circulated everywhere. To me, like, that's just good video shooting. Like, the guy did a nice job shooting yeah. the video. He, got, he yeah. picked the right angle, yeah. like, aiming out to the yeah. right, like, yeah. froze it at the proper time. Yeah. He's like, okay, Joe, now a cool one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spin around, spin around. I'll I'll slow mo on your eyes. No, to me that video, like I think every quarterback in the league probably does that when they warm up. So yeah. for them to be like Joe, dude, so swag, like so swag. it's a warm up pass to uh, Trent Irwin. You're yeah. fine with like no coverage. He could have thrown it as high as he could. Like the guy would have caught the ball anyways. Like people he was love quarterbacks it, so. thrown against the air, dude. I think that's what it comes down to <gasps> oh, in the man. end. Yeah. Well, Tough scene, but I think headed into that game, that's the night game next week, Kansas City, Cincinnati. The line's been jumping everywhere. I've seen somewhere Cincinnati's favored. I've seen somewhere Kansas City's uh, favored. To me, I mean, the, the story of the game's got to be how limited is Mahomes by this ankle, yeah. which I feel like it's got to be pretty major. No, Especially for someone like him since he's so mobile and like he gets out of so much crap by using his mobility. And it's like honestly a cheat code because he's so good at realizing when the pocket's going to collapse and where to escape. So him kind of having to stay in the pocket more, which I think he can do. Like I'm still taking pocket Patrick Mahomes over yeah. almost mm-hmm. all the quarterbacks like I was in the say, NFL. Like I don't think it's that bad, but it's obviously going to limit him. It's going to be tougher for him. Yeah, like at the same time, he's probably the best quarterback at throwing like off platform when he's falling. Like he doesn't really need the 
he doesn't need the stability as much as other quarterbacks. Right? Yeah, it's not like a Justin Fields situation where <laughs> if, you, if you roll your ankle, you're just done. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like it's just over for you. He certainly has enough insulation to make it work. But I think we've seen with Cincinnati, like it, it just kind of doesn't matter who it they're playing. Matter. They're gonna give him a fair punch. And like to me, that's like an old school football trait where it's like the Patriots used to do that. Like it didn't matter the situation. Like they've got enough around them to get results. And I think. If you look at Buffalo, like that's just the complete opposite of who they've been the last couple of years. They're just the opposite of Cincinnati. Like, I, I don't really know how I'd feel as a fan of them. It's just the curse of the team really continued on today. Like, they just completely no showed that game. And then you see all the stuff about Diggs storming out of the locker room after the game and not sticking around. And I mean, Allen certainly didn't look good. He missed Diggs on that first drive that would have made a huge difference in the game had that had been completed. I don't know how I'd feel if I'm a fan of them. Like, I think their window, it might be closing quicker than they realize. Like, I know that's crazy to say with Allen, but it just seems to me like something's off there for straight elimination. Something's off, and I think they have to change something big time because it's been Allen and McDermott um, for the last few years now. So I'm not suggesting they have to, you know, trade Josh Allen or anything. But at the same time, I don't know if they need a coaching change or what, because it just seems like they aren't, uh, especially this year, they were very like unprepared. Like the team couldn't play consistently. Like it almost felt like one side of the ball was always playing better than the other side. Like the defense would let the offense down and the offense would let the defense down. I know Von Miller going down was like tough, but like, overcome so it. what like yeah. overcome it um and yeah josh has just been like you'd think he'd be taking the sleep what is this like year four for him mm -hmm. where he'd be like top top and then this year was just honestly honestly kind of disappointing if you're a josh allen fan if i'm being honest like he, and we were worried about the dolphins game mm -hmm. and then you think after the dolphins game they'd come out and you know be super prepared and ready to go and and clinical and then once again he they just didn't really show up and, yeah you know and at he, home too vegas so. thought that too is six point spread they're favored by six at home in a playoff game in the snow where they're supposed to be prepared to win. Like that's like what their advantage. The, the Dolphins scored 30 points on them. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. So yeah, I, I think something has to change because like you said, you do have a talented quarterback. You do have a talented roster. Is his contract kicking in next year? I think it might've kicked in this year. It might've kicked in even this year. So that's already very heat. So yeah, I don't know. I really wouldn't know where to, where to go if I'm, if I'm a Bills fan. I think it's uh. I don't think I'm breaking news when I think it's probably a coaching slash play calling problem because it feels like every team that's left kind of has like, you kind of know what they're going to do, right? They have an identity with how they're going to play, but the Bills, like, what what's their identity? Like, yeah. Does anyone know? It's well, just we have a good quarterback. And you know what that yeah. stems from to me? There's a couple of things. Like, they did lose Dayball in the offseason. He obviously was the yeah. coordinator there the last couple of years. We've seen the job he's done with the Giants. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he was keeping Allen a little more, like, on the leash there for a few years there. But the second thing to me is they haven't been able to establish a run game, run game. in four years, really. And I don't know how they would go about doing that differently. It seems like they just have never had that ability. I don't, I don't know, like, you look at the 49ers, and they didn't have a problem with the run game, but they still went out and got McCaffrey. I, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if they could have done that trade, but I feel like there were a team that definitely should have tried a little harder, even at the deadline, to get some guys. I think they, who'd they get from the Colts? They got, like, Naheem Hines. Hines. Yeah. Yo, come on, man. Like, you gotta be a little serious, because I think the running, the running game's a big part of football, because if you have a strong run game, then, um, especially then you can play in play Buffalo, action. In the conditions. Especially yeah. in the conditions, and you're asking Allen to be throwing like he's playing in, he's in, in LA. Yeah. He's their run game. I know, but even, even with, like, you look at the Ravens, 
Lamar's their run game, but they still have a respectable. Uh, yeah, they still have Dobbins. They still have Dobbins, and they still rotate, and they still like to run the ball a lot. But these guys don't run the ball, can't play the play action. Like it seems like they go for like the long play a little too often to me. Like a lot. So it was of, like a oh, give me like a Gabe Davis seventy yard touchdown. Yeah, it's like yeah. cal- calm down. Yeah, like, like that works three percent of the time. Yeah. You're gonna want to mix in some other stuff. So to me, I mean, there's some real. I hate to I hate to bring this word up around, but there's some like Packersisms going on with them with the appearances they've had and the home field advantages they've had, and to not be able to pull through. I just I would be really really concerned if I was a fan of that team because it seems like opportunities are passing them by. Like you're not gonna have this forever so uh, i that would be the team that, of the teams that lost this weekend i would be most concerned if i was a fan of that team I, even more than i would be dallas i'd i'd put buffalo ahead of, ahead of dallas for sure because dallas you have like we've talked about the dac thing but you ha- still have young pieces around yeah them. i think we're okay we have uh like it's a young team everywhere except for like i don't know zeke but i mean i'm okay with that he yeah well dallas just straight up i feel like has less holes it's still like they have tony pollard they have micah parsons like the defense is nuts um yeah and we know their deficiencies like buffalo i don't know what like i don't yeah, even well, know what well, well, with, with dallas at least you kind of know where you could start with buffalo i don't really know where to start and that's like a problem i don't know what like i would change something about buffalo i don't know 100 where i'd go yeah. to change yeah. that. and to me this isn't like the nhl playoffs where like you just keep coming back and eventually you break oh. through like in the nfl you need like your opportunities are pretty finite once you're there you need to actually take advantage of yeah. them because i mean we've seen it with it's a good comparison would be honestly seattle with russell wilson to be honest like you might always keep getting there, but it's going to get harder and harder to keep your draft picks hitting and building around Look at them. the Packers for the last forever. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers MVP, and then they just, every time they get to the playoffs, it'd just be kind of disappointment year mm-hmm. after year. Um, so, like, I don't know which coach it was, but or it was in, winning NFL games is really hard, and it is. Mm-hmm. And getting to the playoffs is really hard. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. You have to take advantage of your of your opportunities once you're in there. Yeah. And when uh, you're it looking is at weird the, uh, when you look at the Chiefs. Like, they've gone to five straight. But, you know, that's like a generational team. Mm-hmm. It's like the Golden State Warriors at this point yeah. of our, of our uh, generation. So For sure. Yeah. And when you're looking at, I think, the other two teams that were eliminated in the uh, Jags and the Giants, I think none of the fans could be upset either way. I don't know which one you really feel more optimistic about as, as either side because I think they both have a really bright future. Um, it honestly, like the Giants, I saw a couple people making this comparison online, but it felt like the Bills before they got Josh Allen, where it's like, okay, oh, yeah. like we, we've already put together like a pretty decent base here of like yeah. a, a good performance. And I think the Jags, you look at the way Lawrence has made strides the last even eight weeks. I mean, he, he, the arrows pointed straight up and Peterson to keep it pretty close in that game. And I mean, a couple things go a different way and the Jags are in that game pretty well till the finish. And like, it sucks that their season ended because Chad Henney went 98 yards, but I don't think as a fan of that team, you could be upset at all. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm more so scared if I'm a Giants fan because uh, you have contract issues that you have to deal with. And I could not name the last team that decided to pay the running back good money, no matter how good the running back looked. Mm-hmm. And it turned out good. Like mm-hmm. Todd Gurley. Yeah, that didn't Zeke. work. You know, it just, yeah. it never goes, it doesn't go well. So that's a scary situation to be in because you really have no choice, right? Like you have to pay Saquon. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did say he's like, I'm realistic and I'm not trying to reset the market. But then oh, again, good. like you said, you're <laughs> yeah. still, you're still trying to make as much money yeah. as you can. You so I don't know what that means. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he has an argument to be paid like that. Sure. But he also is not very durable. I mean, we've seen him sort of the last few weeks sort of limp yeah. to finish. I do want to say like, I trust good coaches. Surprise. 
but like tip like <laughs> you you don't have a bad coach winning a Super Bowl really I don't really remember like you have look Andy Reid uh, Doug Peterson Sean McVay yeah those, like, those are, all are all really good, good talented yeah. coaches so from the Jaguars and Giants perspective I mean I trust Dayball he was unbelievable he's probably coach of the year and then Doug Peterson I trust him as well I think he's gonna do wonders with uh, with Trevor Lawrence I thought you know he had a heat pick there towards the end of the game. Um, and they kind of, they just kind of broke down there towards the end of the game. You could see mm-hmm. the Jags just couldn't compete they with the, yeah. they couldn't really compete with the Chiefs like veteran experience. That's okay, but like it's good that they got there, they got the experience, and you know they can afford a playoff loss unlike the Bills, where it's like you know, you got to start punching these tickets in. But yeah, I thought it was a really good experience for the Jags to get there, and I thought they kept it you know respectable. Yeah, they covered. So they did cover. They slid it under the line. There was a controversial <laughs> backdoor that Adam and I debated if it was a good one or a bad one. Well, I, yeah, I just felt like they were in the game for so long that they deserved to cover I, a nine and a half. Yeah, I didn't agree. Yeah, it was a bit of a fluke field goal, but I mean, I did feel like they had chances to even tie the game and keep it close. Like NFL is just such a league where you flip like two plays a game and anything can happen. So that's a little bit brutal. But I guess the only other questions I would have before we can hit some other stuff is, I mean, is there anything that really surprised you this weekend? Is there one team that you were a little more pleasantly surprised by than the others? Um, well, I got to be honest, like the Giants, um, the Giants-Eagle game was pretty surprising to me. Yeah. I didn't think, like I, really? I mentioned, yeah, like I, I know the Eagles were good and, and they got the first seed and stuff, but for, it does look like the Vikings did wonders for the uh, Giants yeah. just to make them look really, really <laughs> they good. They just bumped them up. I thought that was a really, really bad uh, game from the Giants to only get, you know, seven points against the Eagles. Um then yeah, Hertz cooked out of his mind. Like, I thought he'd maybe have some playoff jitters and stuff, but um, you know, given the, I think he had he only has one the one playoff game before mm-hmm. that, right? And he didn't play well, so I thought maybe there would have been some jitters there. Divisional matchup, like typically, like playoffs, like typically those are close. But yeah, it was that was the biggest surprise for me, honestly. Just the Eagles blowing him up by that much. I think for me, it was definitely the one we talked about the the Bills. I think every game. Like, even maybe including the Bills game, I think every game kind of went as expected because I think most people were taking the Bengals, right? So, I mean, every game was kind of stale and went as expected, but no, I don't think anyone saw the Bills losing by that much coming and looking so bad. So that was definitely the biggest surprise to me. Yeah, I'm kind of torn between Philadelphia and the Bills because, like, the Bills was a little bit... uh, It was shocking to see them put that poor of an effort on the field and put that incomplete of a performance but i thought philadelphia was like a really impressive win i don't know if that's just the giants not being at the level that they should be for an nfc divisional opponent i don't know but the eagles like rolling like that and laying the smack down that sends a real message to san francisco next week i think that like they're not just some like if they had played close with the giants i think i would have picked san francisco but i have a harder time deciphering between them now because yeah. there is a chance that philly is just that just you know and tank uh, of a philly team. at home yeah, Ooh, so exactly. They're going to have a lot of momentum deal. in that game. I would say, though, I don't. Um, I think I'm out on Sirianni. I think I'm. I think I'm done with Sirianni. <laughs> as a like coach or as a like, I just don't like the guy. Like when he was just talking to the camera, he is a bit cringe. Yeah. Do we uh, like does Philadelphia has a, can we retire the dreams and nightmares or is that? I think it just goes forever, dude. Yeah. The, yeah. the Phillies had it in the World Series because like, like I scroll by it every time. People are like watch the <laughs> vid. I'm like I've been watching this vid since 2015. It's yeah. the same with the 76ers and the Phillies <laughs> and the and the Eagles. Like we, we gotta like switch it up a little bit here. Yeah. Like let's get. 
a new song like, in there. Yeah. Like Philadelphia's a big city. It's I'm a sure. big city. Like, let's get a new rapper in. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's Meek other Mill's songs. kind of done. Yeah. I think he's like almost 40 now. Yeah. We can move, turn like, the page. Let him retire. Yeah. He's getting to like a 50 cent stage of his career. Let's just let it go. <laughs> but no, that was a real statement game. And I think the way we ended this uh, divisional talk last week was talking about the guys that we gained respect for this weekend. I would like to do that again because a couple mm. guys really stood out to me. Like I thought Kittle was really impressive mm. in this game. I've always liked Kittle. He is another one of those cringe guys that they're always like, oh, nobody's having more fun yeah, than George Kittle. Just, he just has so much fun. He is. He's just the most fun guy. He's like so a wrestler fun. turned pro. Like, okay, Greg yeah. Wilson, I get it. He like smiles and he's get, a little like bit. Like you're a tight end. We get it. Yeah. But I mean, he's a great player. Like, and it seems like Purdy's kind of brought him back to life. Like he was kind of down for a while there. So he was definitely one that jumped out to me. But honestly, a lot of guys went up in my books this weekend. Was there anybody that really jumped out to you guys? As, uh... um, I... It's not really a surprise, but it's he's been impressing me so much that I've turned a corner and it'd probably have to be Joe Burrow. That's so hurt. <laughs> but I it's know true. it's so hurt, but I can't believe I'm saying it. But like like I said earlier, like he's just gaining so much respect from me and, and like I totally even forgot. Phil listed out like six different times he was like a big time underdog and people were counting him out and it just odds seemed to be stacked against him and I hate to be like feeding into the Joe Burrow's the coldest, like, you know, the hype machine, yeah. hype machine. This, but like, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think these are like fluky things like that. He's um, going up against the, the O lineman and getting sacked and playing injured and coming back from, you know, torn ACL, that sort of stuff. So, um, he's definitely gained my respect this week going into Buffalo. It's cold as hell. No problem. I'll still win. Yeah. Guys, you know, not, it's, not much of an excuse guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a hard question this round because I feel like all the players that like carried their teams were people you expected to do it, right? There mm-hmm. wasn't any surprises. I'd say maybe Fred Warner. He was pretty sick today. Yeah, He's the best um, linebacker in the league at this yeah, point. Yeah, so that's, I mean, he is the best linebacker in the league and he played like it today. So, I mean, I was pretty impressed there. Yeah, he's got to get some points up, I would say, for that at least. Um, sort of moving down the line here, I guess. I mean, how are you holding up, dude? It's been uh, it's been an emotional hour, I would say, since the Cowboys elimination. But you seem to be taking it pretty well. I mean, you'd already considered the season a win before you uh, before you took the field today. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm fine. I, it was pretty expected. I didn't I didn't think we were favored, right? I didn't expect to win this game. It was tough to see the way we lost and the Brett Maher situation and all of that, but yeah, that was tough. I mean, it's a it's a little heart attack clause for the game. I would say he did okay yeah, in the game, but at least we didn't get blown out. So yeah, I mean, if it seems, it seems like he was a lot worse than describing it as. He made two field goals and one extra point got blocked. Like it seemed like he yeah, was a lot shaky. But I mean, that. missed extra point led to us going for it on fourth down converting and then duck through the pick so that's a six point swing right yeah and that was really the game honestly the two prescott interceptions one he gave it to him at the like the 15 that one killed the drive that i mean it wasn't totally his fault i mean it wasn't the sharpest ball but um that's just the the name of the game and that especially in a game like that where it's like very low scoring you just can't afford to have a bad kicker and a quarterback making mistakes it's definitely tough to win a playoff game with that situation just in general, but yeah, okay, that okay. Too. There we go. Raw stipulation, <laughs> just in general. I like it. Um, we got a couple other football things written down here. I mean, I think sort of from the news and notes stuff this weekend, they do these big news dumps, but it seems like the Rogers trade possibilities, at least, I mean, Schefter says it's at least possible that they would consider that. And then they said if he sticks around, which is the expectation that Jordan Love would ask for a trade, I'm not really sure who would want to trade for Jordan Love. It seems like he'd be like the last 
resort option that you would want a guy left. It'd be like, okay, like we didn't get Derek Carr. Let me just get Jordan Love. Well, like I was even surprised people were trading for Sam Darnold back like two years ago. And he's a guy that had like two years of like full NFL experience. And then it's like, let me trade for someone who has like one or two games, was horrible in both. Yeah. And then I learned nothing from <laughs> Rodgers clearly. So I don't know. Like he'd probably have to be traded for free. So yeah, I don't know who would want it. But the Rodgers trade stuff, I don't care. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't care. That's well. Aaron Donald changing his bio level. I don't give a shit. So yeah. I'm out. He can just get the bye. No, I don't care he where he goes. Deserve any more like a minute of my time. Yeah, he wants your time. That. Is he the wants thing. My time. That's why He's you don't want to give way. it to him. Yeah, because <laughs> he wants it. Way. You know he wants it. That's the real problem. Yeah. I mean, if he were to be traded, and I'll give it maybe ten seconds of my time, <laughs> I think like the only team that would be like stupid enough to like trick themselves into wanting him at this stage in his career with like. He's already going down a cliff. I know where this is going. He seems to care way less. The Jets. Okay. It's the most obvious you, one yeah, to I me. Yeah, I thought you'd say Raiders, but they might <laughs> be a little more serious. Too, yeah. Because they're pretty dumb too. But yeah, the Jets make sense. Mm -hmm. But you'd be, down. you'd be down. You'd be down. You'd talk yourself down. I'd talk myself into <laughs> Rodgers. He'd do great in Vegas. He wouldn't be distracted at all. So just be like how he wouldn't be distracted in New York. Yeah. What if we do my problem for your problem, Wilson for Rodgers? Straight up. Who says no? Wow, but Wilson is so heat. <laughs> yeah, Wilson, like you need to attach something for me to take Wilson. I think they both say no. I yeah. just want, I just like the idea of my problem for your problem trades. It just gets gets me going. Adam, you're a Rodgers guy. Is there anywhere you you really know? Uh, if he were to leave the pack, where do you want to see him go? I mean, Cowboys. I, I think he's gonna stay or stay at the no, not the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think he's like done done. I think he'd be fine at the Raiders. But I was gonna say Jordan Love. I like I'm. I can fully see a team wanting him because I mean. It's so hard to find a quarterback, and you might as well take a chance at like trading for him, see how he's like in training camp, and maybe yeah. do something, right? So, I think they've done a good job of hiding him, and like no one knows how bad he truly is if he is bad. So, I think yeah. they can find somewhere to send him. Yeah, it's not a bad take. I don't hate that. They could finesse away. I mean, I can see why the Packers would want him. They put enough time into him and resources, like. Maybe just time to turn the page. That's what I would say. Well, that, that's the heat part is that they've put a lot of time and resources in him. He's played behind Rodgers and they still want to get rid of him. And it's like, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. This guy must be pretty bad. They got a better look at him than anybody. Um, Tom Brady, I don't care. I really don't care. Just, uh, I think they said yeah. he's going to leave the box. He told his teammates he's leaving the box. That's great. I Good just, for you. Again, don't See care. Ya. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you're playing or if you're not playing, then I'll start or to pick up Or maybe let me know and then change your mind two weeks later yeah, so exactly. we can do that again. Yeah, that'd you know be what, nice. Tom, I'll see you in August. Yeah, okay? how about that? How about that? Wherever you are, <laughs> Training camp. that sounds good to me. If you're on your couch, great. If you're with Fox, even better. If you're on the field, cool. cool. I don't care. It we'll talk matter. to you then. Um, your boy, Derek Carr. They said there's three teams, and he has a no-trade clause, so he's doing research actively to figure out where he would accept a trade to. Man, doing research with his brother they're just on like the wikipedia he's on sports <laughs> act he's checking the contracts depth yeah. charts he's he like, bought right. a like pff pro like, yeah, show. <laughs> yeah. like which team gives their quarterback the yeah. most chances he's checking o-line grades yeah well he's narrowed it down to three and three are interested in him it says the saints the commanders and the jets are the teams that he's really narrowed huh. his mind to is the three oh, that, that he'd he would, be willing to accept a trade to yeah that he would like to go to the Jets, the Commanders, okay, the Saints are okay, but the Jets and the Commanders, wow. They're okay. okay. The Commanders is a bit of a heat request. The Commanders were pretty, like, they were a decent team in, a, in the hardest division, right? They went, like, 8-8 eight and eight or whatever. Yeah, true, yeah, true, that true, part's, true. yeah, you could give them some points for that, they I guess. They had, like, a bad quarterback all year, so. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 
I kind of talked myself doing. into it with you yeah. there. Yeah, actually, now Scary that I think Terry, about it, it's actually not that bad. Brian like, Robinson. Like, yeah. It's a pretty good situation. The Jets aren't too bad either, actually. Yeah. The, they're, like, pretty serious yeah, now. Yeah, if Owen was here, he'd be getting mad at you for... Yeah. You know yeah. what? I think we. I think he might be kind of smart, dude. Yeah. Well, what I'm just trying to think... I think like, Saints might be his worst option. Yeah. Well, selfishly, I'm trying to think, what would he, where would we get the most return? Or where would he oh, fail? Nice. Well, not fail, but like I don't know who'd give us the most return. Probably like the Jets. I feel like they'd just pay some crazy stuff. They'd probably get, be the most to get interested. Card, you know, I don't see the Saints overpaying. They don't seem like an overpaying team. Yeah, Jets are desperate. Jets seem very desperate. New Orleans just doesn't overpay. Yeah, they don't really do that. New Orleans and strikes then me as Commanders like, would be like, yeah, let's do. Let's just go with Wentz one more year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or trade Jordan Love. Trade for Jordan Love. <laughs> Let's get Brissett, dude. He'll yeah. be free. We can do that trade. That'll work out. To me, like the Saints, they seem like they're content to, I don't know if this is true or not, but they, in my mind, they'd be content to run it back with Taysom for another year. They're like, all right, yeah. like right, let's really crack the case here, see what we've got. Well, when you think of the Saints, though, they low-key have a pretty good team, right? I think it's just quarterback that kind of, like, yeah. I think their O-line's good, right? They yeah. still have Kamara. Uh, they have Chris Olave. I mean, sure, they could, you know, maybe add a few more wide receivers. And then the defense is usually respectable. I think the coach is a little heat. But, yeah. I, I know, really like throw their Derek Carr in there. They might sneak into the playoffs. I like that we went through that conversation and nobody said Michael Thomas. I think that really, really reflects. I, I thought of him, but I just, oh, <laughs> yes. just went around him. <laughs> around. I'm not talking about him either. <laughs> he's, he's in the Rogers zone. Yeah. He's like a pylon. Just yeah. move around him and keep it going. I like it, dude. Uh, you wrote down this, Alex, on the note sheet. I don't know what it means. It says <laughs> NFL ratings, big branded football, Cowboys, 49ers, <laughs> Broncos. So I just want to know what you meant by that. Uh, I just had to flame our boy uh, Colin Coward a little right. bit. I was listening to his podcast. Uh, like I promise, because I haven't listened to it in a while. You know, I was listening like to like the pre-divisional stuff. And uh, well, I think I said on the pod, I haven't listened to him in a while. I should get back to listening to Colin. <laughs> okay. Anyways, he was saying how everyone at CBS was so happy that Cowboys 49ers is back. How Wilson got traded to the Broncos and everything. And how great it is for football. And that's fine. But I just get annoyed about like how um you know it's so important that these big brands succeed and then if the little brands don't succeed it doesn't matter it's like first of all what do you call the jags chargers in a playoff game where we just not we weren't supposed to watch that or even the jags <laughs> winning the game are we just not supposed to watch the jags chiefs game yeah like, I, don't, I don't get that he's like look how great the nfl is and then he's like well if you look at the nba you got sacramento and memphis at the top it's like people that enjoy basketball and want to watch basketball are going to find time to watch that game either yeah. way i get he's probably talking about casual watching you know if the lakers and the celtics aren't meeting up in the finals every year they might not be watching mm. but like i don't know it just it just grinds my gears that it's like well no one's gonna watch memphis and denver it's like well you're kind of an idiot because that'd be in like a great playoff series to watch i yeah. don't know how why wouldn't you want to watch that it's like the brand is more important than the on-court product which is what what pisses me off. Like he definitely thinks that way. He definitely thinks that way, which is like annoying. And I sure like from a ratings perspective, sure not like Memphis isn't the most marketable team or Denver isn't the most marketable team. Um, I think he threw another like Sacramento. Like like I think it doesn't have to be fo it can be football, hockey, whatever. Like people will find like if you enjoy the sport, you truly want to watch it. You'll find time to watch. It's a good on court product. I don't care what team it is. Sure, Dallas and San Francisco is like pinnacle. That's like Celtics Lakers. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Celtics, Miami, but like people are going to find time. And then at the same time, you hear Goodell talking about, well, let's expand the game. Let's grow the game, make it global. Well, you're never going to get global if you're just going to keep talking about how we need to have the Cowboys and 49ers and Broncos being good and, yeah. and all these teams. Like, you know, like if you're going to expand to Mexico City and Europe and then you're going to 
what, yeah. you're not going to watch those games because they're not big brand. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dusseldorf isn't a big brand, not a big market. <laughs> Munich, we're not watching that. Like, I, like it's, how... I think it's just a stupid take. It's so, like, minuscule. Like, try and think bigger picture here. Like, yeah. Like especially it... with Goodell, like, the, the NFL is most likely going to expand 99%. So I just had to get that off my chest. It was such a dumb... Dumb, dumb take. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, like, if you're going to make the argument that brands matter, then why are you sending the Jags and, like, the Jets over to London exactly. every year? Like, those are the teams that you're sending over there. Exactly. So I don't know what he means by yeah. Like, to me, like, the, certainly the brands, like, football has a way, like, I don't know if it's the uniforms or the helmets or what it is, but, yeah. like, if you get a really, like, good brand matchup, it does yeah. have a way of sticking out. And this weekend had a couple of those. But at the same time, like... I would trade a game with like very good branding and like decent teams yeah. for two good teams. I would trade the good teams for it all the time. Yeah. That's what well, I'm saying. I mean, to be fair, Rams Bengals last year. I mean, that's it didn't, not. Yeah, that's yeah. not top. Those, those aren't two top brands, ugly. but it was it was like an all right. It was an all right game. It was like, a really good you, game. Not watch you called the it the best Super Bowl ever. <laughs> I <after. laughs> the Super Bowl. That was crazy, Jake. That was wild. <laughs> I was drunk off Super Bowl probably, so that's why. But um, what are you supposed to not watch that game? Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, what are we supposed to do? Not watch then if it's not a big brand? So, yeah, that's what. Yeah, he's like, Trevor Lawrence can't be top five because he's on the Jets. Yeah, so, like, that what? just doesn't make that much so sense to me. that means this year in protest, you're not going to watch regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching regardless. <laughs> like Chiefs, yeah. Niners. Alex is Niners. protesting the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a, what a stand to take. I yeah. do like that. Uh, a couple other non-football things. I mean, we'll be back to talk about the championship weekend coming up, which is honestly like... I couldn't think of two better matchups for the championship weekend. This is going to be awesome. So I'm really excited for that. I think they're both like show-stopping games. And you have games. the helmets lined up there for the matchups already. We do, I dude. I mean, look at us go. Look at us go. Four of the... I mean, it wasn't exactly rocket science to get to this yeah. point, but <laughs> we did have the four finalists in the elite zone. You got to give us some and credit right there. beside each other. Bengals beside the Chiefs. Yeah. beside the Eagles. Yeah. And if we listened to me, I would have kicked the Bills out in the last week of the season. So Fair we could have had we could have had four for four. That would have been pretty <laughs> hype. But I mean, exactly. And I don't think we're the only ones to get that. So yeah. not exactly huge points there, but whatever. Um, we got to talk about the Shannon Sharp situation. Yeah. Alex, certainly I know we'll have an opinion on this. He did write it in the notes as well. I have a take as well, but I really am curious to see yours. And if, well, if you're unaware like Adam... Shannon Sharp bought courtside tickets to the to I love the, Shannon Sharp <laughs> to the Grizzlies Lakers game, <laughs> and then he just started a, like a complete riot. Like he stood up and started screaming at the players, and oh, then I, they I came over, and then him and T Morant got into it, which we can branch into later. But I want to get you your takeaways. I right love away. Shannon Sharp. I think he's one of my favorite media personalities, honestly, out there because the guy is like pretty raw and pretty real. Um, shout out to that sick cardigan he was wearing. It made it seem even better. But anyways, I think he started talking shit to like Steven Adams or something. Um, and then Steven Adams came over and the best part was like, um, Shannon Sharp didn't budge. Yeah. He's like, come, I'm not like, I want you right here. Like, come here. I saw a video of him doing like 345 bench on reps, like eight. And if you look like Steven Adams was the guy that was like, okay, someone hold me back. Like, I'm yeah. not really actually trying to get into it with Shannon Sharp. Um, so um, I thought that whole thing was fine. I think I think the Grizzlies talk a little too much, which like is we all know they they talk a little too too much for you know how good they are. Um, they're a fine team, but I think like they have one round yeah. that they won and <laughs> they beat the, the Wolves <laughs> against the T Wolves with Carl Anthony Towns, you know, <laughs> kissing to kissing the air. Yeah, uh, when, he, when he when he got eliminated, losing in six. So yeah, I think I, the Grizzlies are pissing me off because they just talk so much. But um, and then I think Morant got involved and Desmond Bain, and then like it basically like started a whole skirmish. But what was more annoying to me is that Team Morant 
people don't know Ja Morant's dad, who goes to every single game of Jaws <laughs> and has to be on camera every single time he's there. And he's wearing the shades inside. It's so cringe. It's like... Dude, like, let your son like do his thing. Like, you don't have to. Yeah, you, you don't have to come to every game. You don't have to be a part of everything. It's and if you and do I, want to come to the games, like, you don't have to be courtside have to every be courtside. game. You don't have to like wave to the cameras every game. Let's let's maybe sit in the um like the suites. Yeah, like let's get you a box. Let's get you a box because <laughs> like you're an adult. Give you're someone, like fifty something. <laughs> like sit in the suite. Yeah. Like, you're not. You're like, not a rat. You're not Meek Mill and Michael Rubin. Okay, like. <laughs> Get in a suite, um, and then every time it's so cringe because when I watch and they show, they do the team Morant where they'll like show him on the on the court, and, and what am I supposed? Well, team Morant's at the game. No way! That's so sick. So team Morant has to get involved. I think Shannon Sharp would have eaten team Morant alive. Oh, of you see course. How skinny team Morant is. Get out of here. So, um, yeah, just the Grizzlies were being super extra with that. But I love my guy, Shannon Sharp, so I'm on I'm his side. You're going to ride for Shannon Sharp. I personally, I'm not going to ride for Shannon Sharp. <laughs> because I think if you're, like, making a scene courtside, I don't care who you are, like, trying to fight players courtside, like, you're just an ass. Like, I don't know what else I can say. Like, I think that's just, like, the most selfish behavior possible. And then you go back, and Shannon Sharp said two years ago, people who buy tickets courtside think that because they've spent their money, they can do whatever you they want. <laughs> like, he's just a hypocrite, dude. And then he tried to fight the Grizzlies. Like, I don't know what he was, like... And then they let him back in the game. It just makes no sense to me. Like, that's an instant ejection yeah. ban for life if it's anybody else. Like, he just got such, like, preferential treatment. And then you got LeBron coming up after the game. And LeBron said, I ride with Shannon 365 days a year and 366 days in leap years. Oh, he was and trying then, to be different. Yeah. He was trying to be different. He was trying to get a bar off. Yeah. And then go back in time. And LeBron said basically the same thing two years ago. He's like, people courtside need to tame themselves. Like, they think they can say whatever they want. Like, they treat us like yeah. we're animals. It's like, Shannon Sharp just did that. And you were backing him. Critical, yeah. So, I, I personally thought the whole thing was just like, because I wasn't really like watching that. I mean, it's Friday night. I'm not really watching Grizzlies, yeah. Lakers like that. Yeah. And then I see it on Twitter. And I'm just like, how are people like hyping up? Shannon Sharp like to yeah. me I was just like this is like yeah. this is just cringe behavior on all parts and yeah. Team Iran is, is king of cringe like he is king of cringe really he really is so yeah. to me I, I didn't like the whole situation but I guess if I mean the, Team Iran's just begging to be part of an all-star game at this point <laughs> <laughs> like to jaw like jaw like dunk over him or yeah, some yeah. shit like, that's God. like his ultimate destiny oh, dude. And for the longest time I always thought it was freaking Usher he does look a lot like Usher. So, yeah, I figured that out. But you yeah, got to give him some props for that, I guess. Um, we did have a big uh, soccer game this morning that I think yeah. we have to bring mm, up as well. Yeah. It was little a podcast derby. little podcast derby. Little podcast derby. <laughs> the Arsenal beat Man United. Now, Alex have been talking a big game about Man United. We don't have to talk about it for too long. Yeah. But. Well, you know what? I'm going to walk it back. It was the shortest-lived uh, title run. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> four days. Four, four to five days. Um, and uh, started on, what's today? Sunday? It started on, like, two. Tuesday, mm -hmm. like Man United's back. Like, yeah, this, this <laughs> like we can sick. make a run. Um, and then we lost to Crystal Palace. Um, and then we lost Arsenal today. So I was at work. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch. Uh, <laughs> even though, even though I actually got Fubo. So oh, people, he's on the board. When did you get Fubo? Just you know, got it this week. This week, yeah. this week Let's I go. decided I was like, you know what? It's uh, it's mid table January. I'm trying to see the like the last finish. few months. Yeah. I'm trying to see the finish. So I I didn't. I was at work. I didn't see, but I saw like. Um, I was watching the score a little bit, and then I uh, saw three two Arsenal, and it was like a ninety minute, nine, 90th minute uh, banger. I don't know how to say that guy's last name. 
Nikita, uh, Nkedia. 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 Um, that kid's pretty sick. I mean, scores two against uh, Man U. So, but you know, Rashi's back. That's good. Rashi. I got to throw my guy Rashi in there. He's been playing great. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I think it's tough to like. Man, Man U was such a disaster even like six months ago that I think even this is this is um, you know acceptable. Arsenal's been far and away the better team. I think against everybody really all year. So um, I think if Man U can finish top four, which I think is super realistic this year, especially with Chelsea and Liverpool and um, Tottenham being absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, I think that's a realistic goal. So sure, the, the four-day title run um, that only lasts, only lasts for four days sucks. But um, nonetheless, I think they're making pretty good improvements. And Arsenal's just, I don't know, they look more deep than we do. We only kind of have enough players to have a good starting 11. I kind of looked at our reserves and the reserves don't look great. Um, but I think Ten Hag's done a pretty good job, so um, I, I can't I can't hate too much. I'm pretty optimistic <laughs> about the team. What are you laughing at, Adam? Just I'm saying I looked at our reserves and our reserves don't look great. He's got in the reserves. It's like Garnacho and that's it. Raw. <laughs> Took a look at the reserves. I mean, this might I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this might be the year, dude. This might be the year. I think I was. We a good predicted look. it on the Nick Eddy show. Yeah, he didn't have hope. He didn't have hope. I still had hope. I believe, dude. I'm sure. But if they choke, it's going to be like. We still have it's going to be so that would that'd be like the biggest choke of all time, right? Yeah, I think not too many teams have choked after leading uh, after Christmas. Yeah. yeah, but they still have to play City twice. They do still have to play City twice. Still twice. Yeah, yeah. we we have them twice left, but otherwise their first game got postponed. Oh, so they still haven't even played them. Yeah, yeah but they, otherwise we're somewhat in the clear, dude. I'm going to pull up our schedule here because yeah, but it's, City keeps losing games, though, eh? Yeah, and I well, think that Holland hat trick today. Yeah, but their next league games, dude. It's Everton, Brentford, City. Villa, Leicester City, Bournemouth, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Leeds. Like they, like, they have their easy games left. Like, they just have to take care of their opponents. And I feel like they'll just punt, like, Europa League and FA Cup. Like, they don't care. Oh, yeah, at that point, you got you to gotta start punting away. And I think I think City's just bound to lose every, once every few weeks at this point because they've lost some heaters this year. So I think if Arsenal well, can just know. take care of business, and then even if they lose the City game, it's whatever. Well, but I know what you're I remember saying, I was yeah. seeing, I think it was Gary Neville was talking about Oh, how, good. Gary Neville, <laughs> king yeah, unbiased. I guess, I guess he's. I guess he might be a little biased, but <laughs> he's just talking about how these past few years, like City, has been so good that um, when a team loses once, we're like, oh, that's it, like the title's gone. But like, if you look at the Premier League before, City was dropping like eighty points every year. Like, you lose a game, like it's up and yeah. down. Teams come back, so. I think people are too used to City just being perfect, and it's like, okay, like they lost a game, it's over, right? When the reality is, it's pretty unrealistic to go through this entire second half of the season and just win every game, right? Like, yeah. if Arsenal does that, that would be incredible, but it's unrealistic, like I said. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I saw even like you talk about that, and then like people are like, even I've I've seen some like Chelsea fans that are optimistic, <laughs> like like New yeah. Year, like we got a lot of new players, yeah. like. Mudrick, yeah, like well, try not to get relegated. He's looking, he's looking good. I can't lie. Yo, he yeah. was looking nasty. Yeah. I texted yeah. Phil. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a banger uh, debut there. Yeah, uh, that one uh, in the in box, box play yeah, where he like dragged the ball like three different directions and then got a show off. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, like this guy might actually might be worth the money. Like that's yeah. a little bit heat right off the hop. First game, like doing yeah. that. Yeah, bit of a tough scene, but uh, like, we don't care. We got Trussard. He was yeah. looking good. He's too. good. Yeah. But Mudrick, yeah. Yeah. Trossard's also 28, so he's, he's near the end. <laughs> but we still brought him in. He was looking good today for the 10 minutes that he played. But I will. I don't appreciate Pep doing the reverse jinx where he's like, 
oh, we have to play perfect to catch them. Like, we don't have a chance to catch them. Like, we should just focus on other things. Like, okay, bro, like, relax. Like, w- yeah. we know who you are. We know who you have on your team. Like, yeah. you don't that's have to play perfect. like he doesn't care about the Premier League. It's like, we all know that's the one you care about the most. Probably. Well, he said at the start of the season, he's more focused on Champions League right? this year. Yeah. I, I have heard, yeah, that there are, that, yeah, they're trying to focus more on Champions League. But every time they focus on Champions League, it's like, he's still lose. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it we'll should see. be an interesting finish. It should be an interesting finish. We'll get down to it. I mean, the only other things we got left to talk about, I guess a lot of people who listen to this show, I think they live in Canada and they like, you know, they like football. Mostly if you listen to this show, maybe you like some NBA, but you might not care as much about hockey, but there is a, you know, a little bit of hockey we got to talk yeah. about because yeah, this Canucks situation, confused. Adam is a prime example of this. Like he lives in Canada. He doesn't care about hockey, but yeah. if there's a big story, like, I mean, the only thing I know is I saw like a video on Twitter of him crying, like at the game. And yeah. then I saw like someone say like, this is disgraceful and I don't know what happened. Or... Yeah. So I yeah. can kind of break it down for you. I'll give you the full story. Like they're, vi- they've had a very bad season. I think they started like Oh, and seven, but okay. they've sort of been in and out with this coach. Like, they've been just giving him, like, one-year deals, so he, like, keeps sticking around. I mean, he's 68 years old, so he's been in the game, like, 50 years. Anyway, they've been giving him, like, one-year deals. They start 0-7, then it starts, like, the rumors of them firing him starts then, basically. They, they keep dragging him out. And then on about a week ago, it was reported they're, like, Vancouver's hiring a new coach, yeah. but they haven't fired him yet. They've hired a new coach. They've chosen Rick Tockett to coach, who's working on TNT, who had to give TNT four weeks notice of him leaving. So that comes out. So basically, it's like they they figured that they were hiring him four weeks ago, didn't fire the coach, like didn't put in an interim. They just didn't tell him anything, hired him. Then it comes out on Saturday that it's going to happen. And then they don't even fire him then. They just like let him coach as a lame duck until today when they officially fired him. So then he was doing press conference where he was like breaking down. Like, I don't know if this is going to be the end. I'm 68 years old. Like, but basically, I mean, he was, uh, the fans were really behind him because the team is like a complete joke. Somebody brought a, uh, we stand with Bruce sign to the game. And somebody like took the sign away. Like a a guy came down, like you're supporting our coach. Like you can't support our coach. Like (laughs) we're taking the sign away. So it's a pretty mess situation. Like, I don't know that you could treat somebody worse than that. Just leaving him yeah. out to dry. Because, I mean, he was getting press conferences for weeks where he's like, I know what's going on. Like, I'm not stupid. I read the news. Like, yeah, well, I kept reading those. I'm like, and I'm like, when is he getting fired? And like, where's this new coach? So I was really confused. But that kind of makes sense with Rick talking. But yeah, the, the Vancouver Canucks are absolute. It's a, it's a clown show, um, especially this season. They were just so awful. And then. Yeah, I can see why the fans got... I, w- I was just a bit confused because he was there pretty short. Yeah. And he only got hired, I think, last year. I think, yeah. So I was surprised that they were like that behind him. Um, well, the like thing... Flames fans being like, Jeff Ward, <laughs> dude, we love you. He was there for like like 16 months. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I've i always thought Bruce Boudreau was like a pretty decent coach. Hasn't done too, too much. But he's that kind of coach that'll get you... Yeah. 500-ish. Well, he was the team he was awful, pretty but. good with the Canucks. Like, he was, like, 50 and 35 and 10 or something. Like, it wasn't like he was bad. Yeah. Like, they, they just well, well, you and I talk, for no reason. Well, you and I talked about it. It was kind of like their management's, like, really bad. Like, Phil and I were talking about it. If you want to get into a little Canucks hockey, this yeah. might be the first time ever. <laughs> but people uh, who never watch the game. people who never watch the game. But, like, they have so many sacked forwards. And, like, they're really 
deep on um, on 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 offense that I don't get why they haven't traded one of their offensive guys to get some help on defense. Because Phil and I were making jokes about them. They're like, oh, they signed Kuzmenko. Like, what yeah. a joke. It's like, turns out the guy's like a top six <laughs> talent. <laughs> like, he's really good. He's going to have like 20, 30 goals this year. I don't know what they're going to do with Horvat. But like, it's just such poor mismanagement. And then Rutherford also came out and said that he needs to zip it. Nice. Um, so that it doesn't get out like this time where, you know... Yeah, Drew's gonna get we fired. Won't do this we got again. a new coach. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know what? Like Rutherford, if you were like a thirty-year-old Kyle Dubis, like first-time GM, I'd understand. You've been a GM for like forty years. Yeah, like, like you should have handled this better. Yeah. So yeah, no excuse. Yeah, so hopefully he gets another gig because I mean he seems like a good guy. All yeah. accounts, but I mean the only other thing we got to talk about and it is hockey-related as well. If you follow, if you follow Alex on. Um, <laughs> any sort of social media yes. you would know that he's got a very opinion take about this random flames forward who got called up jake pelliche <laughs> oh, yeah. so i just want to throw to alex if those people who aren't aware next show will have the sounds in but they asked this guy makes his debut and then the flames coach they ask him how do you how do you think his debut went and he said uh what's his name what's his number what's what's his number uh, and then he just read the stat sheet of his performance. So Alex was very opinionated about this. We, we really got to throw to him here. Alex made yeah. sure that I saw the interview, I think, four times today. Yeah, so. four retweets. So I, I, I lose track of how much I like and retweet at this point. So whenever I see something like that's a, I'm like, I got to spread the news because I yeah. hope Daryl yeah, Sutter says No, no, don't this. change anything. Because I'm like, yeah. my thought process is as low as the odds are. I'm like, I hope Daryl Sutter sees this in some capacity. I mean, I it works. son or something comes is like, dad. Because if think, I yeah. see you retweet Alex that. Retweeted, yeah. yeah, if I see you retweet that once, I'm just going through it. But when I see retweet, when I see the interview twice and it's retweeted both times. And that's like, what hey, I do yeah. actually a lot. Like yeah. if I retweet you, it's like, yeah, Alex like, hey, I gotta like, read this. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was so dumb. Like you guys have known on the show that I've been like, like begging the flames to to call up some of their draft picks and like we were the last team to play our i think he got drafted in 2019 i think we were the last team to play a first round pick so like everyone's played uh, an nhl game of the 2019 draft class in the first round um pelche did it this uh saturday and anyways yeah it was just super like it's the guy's first nhl game i think his family came to watch like you could say he had a good game like, like you're like, allowed to, like you're allowed yeah. to be like to, he just doesn't want to buy into the hype he yeah. doesn't want to hype up the guy a little like give the guy some confidence maybe that's why everyone plays so shit when you come is because like you put him on the fourth line and they play awful um and then he also said 21 long way to go now in comparison walker doer who's a 25 year old rookie pumped four years of college did like three years of ahl he uh, he um, played his first NHL game maybe a few weeks ago, and Sutter said, um, "That's the right way to do it." He played a great game. This that <laughs> like the guy is delusional. Like it's unbelievable. Granted, Pelche has actually played more AHL games than Walker Dewar. Pelche's twenty one. Walker Dewar's twenty five. But like the fact he's like, yeah, did four years of college hockey, then played you know however many years of AHL. Like he's so like fixed into this idea that like if you're under twenty five, like you suck ass, and like yeah. there's just no way for you to be a good hockey player. It's unbelievable. So as long as he's our coach, I have zero big fat zero faith in any of our prospects and bringing guys up. Trey Living calls these guys up to like play not to sit and then Sutter just refuses to play any of these guys he sticks them on the fourth line they play like four minutes a game it's like I don't know how you expect 
a rookie to make an impact when he's playing four minutes on the game. Apparently, he had like a ninety percent goals, like a yeah, like expected the nerds goals force, like yeah. the nerds liked him or whatever. Which I mean, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of him playing five minutes, but like now, just throw him on the like. What's Lucic doing on the first and second line? Like, there's no <laughs> way Pelche can be that much worse. It's it's just Sutter. I, I hate him so much, and I I just. I wish we could get rid of him. He's really, like, tarnishing the Flames. Like, we're already not in a great situation, and I feel like he's just keeping us down even more. So, And there's a big situation going on with Alex this week because we all remember Alex's most famous Flames oh, comments, yeah. of course, came during the summer um, when Johnny Goudreau left for Columbus. And, of course, tonight, from when you're listening to this Columbus at Calgary, Alex is going to the game. Oh, so yeah. if something crazy happens, we might have to get 20 minutes with you after just yeah. to break it down. If something but, crazy happens, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely hop on uh hop on if we if we need to assess something but yeah i'm going to the game um and i'm booing the hell out of him like are you, that's are you gonna burn a jersey or yeah you know I, I do talk a, i do talk a lot um so i think <laughs> i might have to wind back but i will participate if someone else has a jersey i will okay. participate in the burning of do a you Gujo have jersey. A, a gujo jersey I have an old one I can give you. You have an old one. Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to burn your clothes type beat, you know. Um, but I, I'm not going to lie. I think if I started burning something in front of the saddle, I'd probably get escorted by like security and miss oh, yeah. the game. You need to be Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I'd, not I'd have to be Shannon Sharp. I don't think they'd let me into the arena. And I'm trying to watch the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going there and I'm just going to say a lot of vile stuff. Um, <laughs> just boo. And, uh, yeah, I hope the fans are with me, man. I really hope oh, that when we play be. the... Uh, I don't know. With Kachuk, they were 50-50, and I still, like, with Kachuk, it's a little understandable. Like, you know, he gave us some time and this stuff, but Goudreau just dragged us to, like, the last minute. So I hope, like, um, when they play the video or whatever, that, like, it's just drowned in booze. That would be so sick <laughs> to the point where he doesn't even want to stand up and salute the crowd. So um, I'm pretty excited to I'm go. I'm going on the record. He's, he's going to get cheered. I'm, I've got a very strong... You think he's going to get cheered? I, I think, think, I think Flames so. Flames fans, fans are, just are incredibly so, soft. We're soft. So not I can, all, but most of them are like, hey, yeah, like we hey have some man, good nice moments. To see you again. I, I I think he's gonna get cheered, but that's that my. Sense. You should record it when it happens. Well, Kachuk, yeah. Kachuk got booed, so I'm sure there's gonna be booze for sure. But I I I'm gonna be. I think there will be cheers. I'm gonna be disappointed in the cheers. So <laughs> you'll boo the cheers. That's, that's a fact. Yeah, I like so. that. That's a good strategy to go with. Well, to be fair, to sorry, last no, no, last thing. It, it is weird with Flames fans. They did boo the living hell out of Adam Fox, who never played an NHL that game for us. That was so whack, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm, I'm, I can't really figure out what they're going to do. Because Adam you, Fox is like what was one of our big prospects that we ended up trading away because he didn't want to sign with us. He's American, yeah. He's American. And when the Rangers came like last year, they booed him on every single possession. So I'm I think curious. you need to just get in front of it. And like when the video pops up, you need to get your boo in loud. And people yeah. might just be like, oh, like we don't like this guy. And then they hop in. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to yeah, be early. But if someone see. cheers first and they're like, oh, it's Goudreau. And they start cheering. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, so you, it, even like, before as the, the video is loading, like get your boos like I yeah, because you know what I think they'll do. I think the like PA announcer is gonna go and to welcome back, Boo, and then yeah. and then before they, yeah, end, I'm gonna start right away. As soon, I'm gonna be like really. I'm not gonna yeah. miss any of the breaks. Yeah. When do they typically do it? Do you know first Phil's? whistle in the first period, oh, first the, at, when they come out to do the ice. At oh, the first that's period. when they'll do it. So okay, be ready. So I'll be so ready. You gotta I'll like get blue and right like stake an early position. Now the only heat thing you could run into, I think, in this situation is if the people around you start to be like, "What's this guy doing?" Like, <laughs> like they start booing Are you. Kidding you. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's possible, dude. Like you have to like kind of like. But you're going with your brother. I'm right? going with my brother. Okay. There's two of us. Yeah, and two you guys are pretty tall, so you can get up, and that's that's not a bad strategy. 
strategy. I think you might want to scope out those around you because <laughs> yeah. think about this: like Calgary is a bit of a late arriving crowd. Usually, you could like try to yeah. find some guys who you could team up with yeah. and start like a bit of a revolution, strategically, and maybe and then take the your goal. seats. Talk after. to the guys near you before the game and be like, "We booing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like, "Can you believe what that guy did to us? Yeah, like, I'll like, start like recruit them. I'll yeah. start making yeah. up shit. I'll be like, he said, like the Calgary Towers is the worst building yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the South Dome sucks. You like you Stampede's start with small talk. Joke. It's like, where do you work? And it's like, oh, I'm a teacher at this. You know, he said he hates that school. Like, <laughs> like that school zone, he hates. Yeah, <laughs> like he said, his kid had to grow up in Columbus because he specifically didn't want to be in Zone Twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He said, dude, CBE sucks. <laughs> sucks. Can't grow up with a kid in CBE, dude. <laughs> no, you got to scope them out, dude. And I think you'll do I think you'll do an okay job. If something crazy happens, we're going to have to... Well, we might get you on no matter what for just yeah. 10, 20 minutes. I want to hear what happened at the game with your experience. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, you know, how it'll probably be like an OT Johnny Goodrill winner. <laughs> That'd be how, so good. Flame, typically, that. typically, that's how the flame stuff goes. <laughs> but uh, so good. I wonder if Nick Longley is going to be going. I might have to shoot him a text because oh, he's pretty loud. Sure. He, you might him. need him. Because if I get him in too... Oh, it's then over. there's a good chance that it's going to be all not near you. He'll you'll hear. Him. Oh, <laughs> trust me, you'll yeah. hear him. You can hear Nick from the other side of the arena, so that's not a problem. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Well, that's a good strategy. Okay, so we might be back on tomorrow to break that down. I like that idea. I think that's strong. But no, good. Uh, it, it was a decent weekend of football. Honestly, not the best games, but that's fine. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. So yeah, we'll take it. I mean, I give today a ten. Big 10, yeah, big 10. Too. The studio is going to be quite different next week. I think when we come back in here, we're going to have some new ideas. Get ready. So, yeah. Get ready. On fans. how to use this thing. I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be back Friday, maybe on Tuesday. But, yeah. Sounds good. We'll talk to you guys then.